Welcome to Purpose Lived. Conversations on living with purpose between Ziba Chairperson Gia Whitehead and remarkable humans in the world. Hi, and welcome to the Purpose Lived podcast series. This is the Ziba Conversations. I'm Gia Whitehead, and today we are very fortunate to have a long-time Ziba friend, and supporter Adam Forst with us. Welcome, Adam. And he's in studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so it's really awesome to have Adam, who's come all the way with his wife, Evelyn, from the United States. And we met, you first came to Tiba probably in around 2007, I six. think. Or six. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. And we, yeah, we'll share a little bit, but you were instrumental in, in helping Tiba set up our sustainability initiatives and our trust and has really followed our progress over the years. So we're so excited and for all your support. Thank you. Yeah, you are. So in light of the theme of Purpose Lived, which has been a conversation we've been having for the past two years, um, and it really runs through in the ethos and values of Ziba, we'd love to hear about your story and how you've lived your purpose um, and and really how it aligns with your values. And um, so, Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where do you come from? What have you been doing? over the years and what are you doing now perhaps sure I'm happy to do it yeah no I know we met um, back in 2006 and it was through um, kind of multiple different connections when I was on a Fulbright grant in South Africa and um, was kind of looking for direction around my grant and uh, heard about SIBA and came and visited and I just remember immediately resonating with um, what you guys were doing and the whole purpose of SIBA really uh, struck a chord with me and so um, you guys gave me an opportunity to join you and and, and help where uh, I could bring um, some effort and some some background around finance, which had been my uh, career prior to, to coming to South Africa. And uh, yeah, it was fun building the uh, the trust and, and working with uh, a number of people, including your father around uh, that whole initiative. And so, yeah, I almost stayed in South Africa, but um, you know, coming from the United States, it was pretty far away. And when um, I moved back, to, to the States in 2007. Um, really, I think having spent almost a year and a half in South Africa, it kind of changed my mindset around what I wanted to do from a career perspective and not kind of get back into the, um, um, you know, maybe a traditional path in private equity, which would have been kind of a natural course and really wanted to do something entrepreneurial. And I think there's this entrepreneurial current that get, that runs through SIBA, which is really powerful and happy to talk more about that. And 2008 started a business um, to um, really find a company that we could build over a long period of time and, um, and bought a, a single warehouse right in the middle of the great financial crisis uh, in December 2008. And from that kernel have been basically building a, a, a warehouse and supply chain business for the last 14 years. And so uh, it's been quite a journey. I think uh, lots of ups and downs, but you know, I think in terms of finding that entrepreneurial purpose and 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 doing it in industry um, that I think does a lot of good in the world, and doing it with people that um, I think also are living uh, kind of a purpose around building this company has been really really rewarding. So. Incredible, um, yeah, and you've done so well in in a short space of time, mm-hmm. um, and and so you're almost you know you a role model to many young people who have who came out of, of university and happened to you. Know, Know, really get an opportunity and grab it and and grow it into something really powerful um so where does where does your purpose live story start i mean how did you 
get onto this journey? And do you feel that purpose is, you know, so it's not just about goals because those are the day-to-day things that we try and work towards, but it's really kind of being. And and what do you do around that in terms of where you see your life going? Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, what, what what can you share? Yeah, so I think it's a tricky question because I think it's it's such a personal thing. But I think having an image of where you see yourself in the future and um, you know taking both deliberate steps, but at the same time, maybe risky steps to, to kind of get yourself there, but knowing when to yeah take those steps. So I think, you know, for me, having some traditional training and a foundation, albeit it was painful and I, I worked a lot and had some, um, you know, real trying experiences that helped to build a foundation, a set of skills, um, and kind of a broader understanding of kind of the way the world works. Um, but then, you know, taking a pause and in a sense and coming here to South Africa and, and really kind of uh, getting away from that and, and uh, you know, making, you know, using a different part of your brain, but also really thinking about, okay, you know, what do you, you know, what do you want to get out of your life and what's important to you? I think, um, you know, kind of having that um, realization and then being able to go back and put your heart into something. Not every entrepreneurial endeavor works out. I mean, our, our story could have failed, you know, so many times along the way. And, and that's, I think, just the nature of, um, you know, starting something and, and doing it on your own. But I think if you, um, you know, if you're really committed to, to what you're trying to do, you kind of get through those, those really hard points. You find a way to overcome uh, a challenge. And, 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 you know, I think, again, having that, you know, knowing what you're doing intentionally will help you kind of get through those, those harder, harder moments. You're, you know, any, any entrepreneur, I'm sure we could talk to many on these podcasts, um, you know, I'm sure they all have similar stories. It's never a straight line. I mean, 14 years later, it all looks very obvious, you know, but it, it, it never is. And I'm sure that's true of, you know, any entrepreneurial story um, or any career for that matter. I mean, it doesn't have to be entrepreneurial. I think careers, you know, take many different shapes and forms and knowing when to when to go somewhere new or when to stick it out. You know, I think those are, those are hard decisions, but I think, you know, again, you know, leading with the concept of where you're trying to ultimately get, I think helps to, you know, ground you back into those those harder day-to-day decisions. I really like the word intentional because it is something you actually do need to work towards. It's mm. not just something that comes. And and you're right, there is a pattern in, in these conversations of people who have really shown that they've lived their purpose are actually the ones who have had the biggest adversity. Mm. They've been the most vulnerable and have been able to actually go back to, to their basics and understand when they're down and move up again. And I think it is. It's a lot about resilience and strength and being, you know, not giving up. And so it's linked to that entrepreneurial sort of passion, but also having to work and then finding that purpose of something you're actually passionate about. Yeah. So, Adam, how do we, you know, with a world with so many immense challenges and particularly in South Africa, where people are more worried about their next meal than they are about growing a business or, you know, having they need to provide for their families. How do we take the theme of purpose live forward? Mm. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think, yeah, there's day-to-day adversity, but there's also just the global adversity that I think, you know, um, feels maybe more profound now than it has, you know, for many years prior. I think we kind of got lulled into this feeling that, you know, things are going to work out. And, you know, I think the world and, and you know, places like South Africa, but, you know, the States, you know, I was joking with Peter and Graham before. I mean, we, we have similar adversities too. I mean, it's, you know, I think, it's easy to get, get kind of stuck in your own little um, bubble, but at the same time, there's all this noise around the news cycle and social media and 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 distractions that make I think compound the feeling of of you know it's a, that it's harder than it actually is. And I think um, you know finding community, you know, 
at a place like Tiba or in your neighborhood or in a club or with like-minded people and trying to, you know, get into a moment where you can push the noise out and and have a great experience or have a great conversation, have a, you know, have a moment of peace where you can kind of think about, again, that intentionality when you're going to get back into the world and then be, you know, basically buffeted by all this noise again. I think it's important to be able to have those moments and, you know, you can feel it, I think, coming out of this COVID experience, which I think really exacerbated it for a lot of people because it was a lonely time. It was hard to maintain community. Um, but I think it taught us a lot about resiliency and I think the appreciation for getting back together. I feel it coming back here and traveling again and seeing people that you know we haven't seen in many years. And, and I think those connections and the connections that you establish and maintain over your life are the things that you can lean on when things are hard. You know, every day is going to present challenge, you know, so... I don't know. That, that, you know, I think understanding that everyone's going through a lot of similar experiences, I think is helpful to at least feel like it's not so hard, you know, that it's not only me, uh, it's not only my family, it's not only my country, whatever, whatever those, um, those monikers are. And when you are in those conversations at dinner tables or in a club or what, you know, what, what are the, what are the conversations about? And, and what about the environment? I mean, you're, you're also very engaged in work around energy and mm. spaces. You know, what, what are conversations are people having mm. um, around where things are going? Yeah, I get a sense that people are, the awareness is increased a lot around, you know, our environment's not um, unlimited, that, you know, we're kind of consuming more quickly than we're replenishing if we're replenishing at all. And so I think, you know, I think you get a sense with most people that there's this awareness is about, okay, what can I do in my everyday? You know, how am I consuming? What, you know, what what choices am I making in, in my daily life um, and trying to make those better, knowing that, you know, we're imperfect, you know, that, that you know, the way that the world has developed has created a lot of systems that um, are going to take a really long time to change um, around resource consumption, but, you know, trying to do better every day. And if you can do that personally, and then if you can take that into your work, um, not everyone has, you know, you know, the same level of scope that they can, you know, impact, you know, the way maybe an entrepreneur can around the decisions of a corporate enterprise or a board can or, um, you know, a, a leader of a division or something like that. But I think, you know, if, if you think about, you know, okay, these are my daily decisions on my personal life. How can I support organizations that I'm part of to make better decisions? Even just raising your voice and saying, hey, I have an idea. Can we maybe do this better? Um, and I think that feels good. I think people, you know, when you think about um, where people want to work, and, and the type of people that you want to hire, you want people that are engaged um, as problem solvers. Um, and that's, you know, hopefully where the world will come. I mean, there's there's unfortunately a lot of noise around that, but I feel like the, the quiet majority is starting to win out a little bit. And um, I think that's what it's going to take. It's it's a monumental challenge that we're going to be presented in, in our lifetime, you know, certainly our children's lifetime that, that you know, there's got to be a solution. That's where like more innovative approaches to education can help and even hearing stories mm -hmm. of how you've done it or brought it into your space yeah. for our students to hear. Um, and Adam, if there's anyone in your life who's been, who's inspired you, mm -hmm. been a mentor or a role model that you would say has really lived their purpose? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I, I think you, 
For me, it's like a sum of the parts. I mean, I just look at, um, there's just lots of people that I've been exposed to in my life in all different walks. And it's not, there's not any one person that is like, I want to, I've never had a desire to be in the footsteps of that person per se. I think it's more like, okay, what is, what's going to drive me? Where, where do I see myself? And then how can I take the accumulated w- wisdom that I've been around and, and the life experiences that I've been around to try to um, yeah, get where I want to get, get where I want to go. But I mean, it takes a massive amount of support to be an entrepreneur. Evelyn's been through, you know, thick and thin. I don't think, you know, you even realize when you're in the moment and this, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in a very intense job or you're going through a very intense experience in a job or, or you know, what it takes to be um, present in those moments. And sometimes, um, you know, that immense amount of focus that you take to go through that. I mean, it, it, it's a burden on the people around you as well. And I think, you know, having some awareness around that and and also just realizing when you're you gotten so focused that you've actually gotten off your life mission that you're not actually enjoying the time or the money that you've earned or whatever it is that you know you you lose sight of the the broader uh, picture of life you know travel and seeing friends and I think again COVID was a I think a real test for a lot of people because you know I think going into it everyone assumed that things would be yeah I'm not going to work that hard I think everyone worked like many times harder because um, the intensity of that experience and the lack of knowing what to do and like the unfamiliarity of the whole thing and uh, yeah I see it around people are wore a lot of people out um, but I also think at the same time as people are coming out of it, you know, I think the amount of perspective that people have gained as a result of it, that kind of shock to the system, that trauma collectively, um, I think, again, is bringing, I think, the awareness of the environment. I feel like it's even improved in the last three years pretty materially because, you know, I think part due to, I think, people kind of like coming out of their shell a bit saying, hey, what the hell is going on? Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, the reality of life and, and you're right, through COVID, we almost were able to multitask more with Zoom calls and be, and working underneath and, you know, juggling and all. And I, I do, I feel like at times you're just paddling underwater and your life gets so intense and you're worrying about just where you're at that you can't look out. Mm. Um, so what do you do for fun or what do you do to relax or to release that stress or in those moments where there's pressure? Yeah. Um, what tools do you have that's, that takes you out of that? I think, yeah, for me and for Evelyn, I think just the outdoors really um, is kind of one of those um, those tools where, you know, this new concept of awe that I've read some books about. And, and um, yeah, I think getting out and just experiencing everyday awe it can be in nature, it can be in a lot of different avenues. I think it really depends on, you know, what um, re- what really moves you. And I, I, everyone's different, obviously, but for us, you know, being in nature, whether it's, you know, skiing or, or being outdoors with our dog, I think it, it grounds, it grounds you, it kind of gives you this appreciation of, you know, um, that you're part of this bigger system, bigger environment. Um, and um, yeah, it helps to, helps to ground, at least me. You know, when I come back from even just a little walk, you just feel better and you can kind of refocus and kind of brave whatever the tasks are of the day. Um, but having, you know, having that peace, um, I think really helps. Um what do you do now that would like make your five-year-old self like cry or laugh or you know something my five-year-old self (laughs) no man um (laughs) i'm trying to think um yeah i think maybe my 10-year-old self was had more (laughs) self-awareness than my five-year-old self i can't really remember myself at five but i remember you know at 10 yeah i think for me back then like having the opportunity to to work on a global scale and and i always kind of had this desire to be an entrepreneur i don't know if 
what reason it was it was just something that was part of me and i think um i think my 10 year old self seeing me now be you know having achieved a lot of that i think would be be, be pretty cool for him um but uh yeah that's a good question awesome. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Adam, I mean, um, in terms of purpose lived, how do we take this theme and, and for you particularly as an entrepreneur, for youngsters who haven't yet started out and are passionate, they don't have the access to resources yeah. or they are, you know, ambitious but don't know where to be and what would you, what words of wisdom would you give them to kind of get going mm-hmm. on that path? I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Um, I think it, it kind of, it's easy to say you want to be an entrepreneur, but it's hard to kind of get there um, in a big bang. Like there aren't a lot of people. I mean, there's certainly on software and things like that where you have this epiphany moment and then it's, you know, kind of a, a clear shot from there. I think, you know, what I've seen is that a lot of the folks who have been successful being entrepreneurs, you know, have had lots of successes and failures along the way. And it's an accumulation of those experiences and, and the things that they've taught you that then allow whatever that breakthrough is. Um, and I think for students here, I think just starting small. I mean, you, you don't, being an entrepreneur doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be, um, it can be a lot of small things. I mean, I, I started a business when I was in, you know, grade school, you know, and I think having those experiences and what works with people and, um, you know, having a bunch of failures and accumulated failures and learning from those mistakes, I think, again, when when the things are smaller, the consequences are also smaller. Um, and so you can take a bit more risk um, and then you can build that confidence up so that next time you come to that crossroad and you're like, okay, I went that way last time, I'm going to go this other way this time, you know, that, that I think can lead to those, that ultimate breakthrough. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think taking it into your just your everyday life, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be business that you're being entrepreneurial about. It can be can be entrepreneurial about your community service or your own education. Like, you know, how much initiative are you going to take around, you know, an extra class or something that might teach you something? And sometimes you got to go through a lot of effort for that one singular moment that teaches you something that's going to be invaluable down the road. And I think, um, yeah, just really, yeah, staying at it and knowing that, you know, the, the big bang thing almost never happens. It, I think it really is a succession of smaller things that lead to entrepreneurial success. Sure. And is there anything that keeps you up at night, like are they, that makes you worry or, you know, that can you could lose sleep over? Yeah. I mean, I worry about the, the you know, the social fabric that, you know, and certainly in the States. And I, I you know, I have not stayed as on top of South African politics and, and uh, current events as uh, I would have liked. But, you know, I'd say you take a very developed, you know, um, place like the U.S. and you see kind of this fracturing of, of community almost and, and the way people interact with one another and the tribalism is, is a word that I've just used um, a few minutes ago. And, and, you know, I think collectively as, you know, people have lost a little pr- perspective. I don't know if this is a moment in time. I don't know if this, I don't participate in social media at all because I, I just, it never felt good to me, but I do know that I'm in the small, very, very small minority. And I feel like, you know, as much as I've read about it, I think that has done a lot of harm um, in terms of polarizing people. And and, and certainly the, the, the fact that, you know, information isn't, there isn't information parity anymore. There's just a lot of opinions around things that used to be fact. And so, yeah, that, that really worries me because, you know, I don't know, certainly there was a time that I remember not that long ago where it, it didn't feel like that. So I think presumably we can get back there, but um, I think it's going to take, you know, people appreciating that, um, especially social media is a very, very powerful tool that has impacts on our psyche that are really not understood. And I worry about, you know, we don't have kids, but 
I think about my friends who have kids and and what it would have been like as a child, that five-year-old kid, um, you know, being bombarded with this stuff. I mean, just think about, I think about the breakfast cereal commercials that I saw when I was a kid and how impressionable I was and how I still think positively about those things that, you know, were, you know, I was inundated with as a child. That was our version of social media, I think. And um, and kind of the, at least in the U.S., the kind of consumerism that was kind of bred into advertising culture uh, over a long time. So I, I think that you know it does feel like this increasing level of awareness that that these are powerful forces that um, you know people need to start making their own decisions again. Um, I hope you know I'm an optimistic person. I think by nature I hope that that people will come. There's a lot more common ground naturally than it, it maybe feels like there is right now. Um, and I think, you know, again, going back to like, what can I do? Like, I'm not going to change the world as a singular person, I don't think, but I can at least be impactful in my everyday, be a community builder and, and listen to people that have different ideas and, and try to stay moderated in my, my own personal reaction, um, to something that I don't disagree with and be, you know, if everyone's a little bit a piece of the puzzle, I think, you know, will come a long way. So that, that, you know, that's, that's where I hope we can go. I mean, I think... The risk is, you know, things can unwind further. You know, I, I think back to like, okay, this feels like a bad moment in history, but you know, you don't have to go far back from here to think about moments that were far worse. Um, and um, you know, I think it it's going to take all of us to prevent, you know, those those kind of outcomes, which are really the truly terrifying outcomes that are, you know, in the fabric of society have been really for, for as long as you know we've been around. But I think you got to fight those things. You got to be conscious of the decisions that that we're all collectively making. That's, you know, more people like you who are thinking in that way and also learning how to filter and then change those behaviors, you know, and, and influence yeah. um, in a positive way is really going to help. And it's about, yeah, I, I think we're trying at Zebra as well to really make sure that we're instilling that social responsibility in our students as a core value as well. So it's not only for yourself. And I think that in a way it also links back to purpose because it's a bigger meaning than just, you know, living for you, um, but a wider community. Yeah. And Adam, are there any books that you've read or texts that you believe, you know, are inspiring that you'd like to share that's a worth read? Yeah. Um I I, I don't have a singular text again. Like I, I don't I don't for me it's never been one one thing. I think um I think more importantly be a consumer of information and read varied things like you said like um for a while you know go, you know your career things seem like a singular thing but I think as I've gotten older and a little bit more self-aware you realize that career and work is a piece of a bigger puzzle um and that concept of sustainability and and trying to see that bigger picture and I think yeah reading and absorbing information and different points of view is a really critical way of getting there and forming you know your own worldview and so you know I read from the internet but read books you know get a paperback you know read magazines uh, read things that are outside of your normal you know for a while I was reading only nonfiction which is great and I think you can learn a lot from nonfiction but like I wasn't simulating you know maybe my creative mind and I started reading some fiction again and I, I got so much joy out of it and it wasn't like now I'm only going to read fiction again it's like I'm just going to try to survey you know more things do that with the um, you know the media that you know the movies and, and shows that you watch try to you know, mix it up and, and, you know, ask friends for advice, take a recommendation for a book that made someone laugh. I mean, there's kind of, I think, a lot of opportunity out there, especially with the world we live in today, our ability to consume information, you know, as scary as social media is, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. And you, again, you need to 
develop those filters. Um, but I think part of it is the incredible access to information we have. I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, you know, you could go to the library, you know, and you could grab something and you were kind of in a little, um, you know, in a little world. And I think the world today is so expansive. And I think at the same time, it's, it's intimidating. And I think, yeah, just taking little bites, you know, um, and seeing what moves you and then trying something else. So, Adam, in terms of uh, leaving a message for our students or for our listeners on this podcast, is there anything you'd like to leave in terms of purpose lived that's, you know, leaving us with in terms of something inspiring? Yeah. Yeah. I just think about, you know, SIBA as a, as a place of change. And, you know, I wasn't a student here, but I think it had an influence on my worldview, certainly the relationships now, you know, you know, more than 10 years later that those connections and seeing this place grow and go through um, challenges and opportunities like COVID has been. I mean, the incredible challenge of having just opened this campus and then having to shut it down, but then being um, very early to go online and, and create, you know, that online opportunity, I think, um, I think shows that institutions can be dynamic, um, but it's the people who make them that, that become dynamic. And, and you need to, I think, in life and a career and a, you know, family, just, you know, think about, you know, being dynamic, rolling with the challenges kind of, okay, this confronted me, how do I get around it or get through it? Um, and um, yeah, I think the reason I, I, you know, Evan, I love being part of SIBA is because I think it teaches those life skills. I think it's an incredible um, place that's evolved over time as well to, to be even a more powerful instrument in people's lives. And so um, I think, you know, for, for students and people around it, just be grateful for what it is and, and um, enjoy it and then be part of the, the process of change. You know, this new campus that's opening, I think is going to present and tremendous opportunities, but I think also will come with, you know, many, many challenges. And, um, you know, I think that's that's exciting. Keep keep mixing things up. You know, I think the same way that SIBA's done that and I think continually, you know, seized on new opportunities and new growth, I think you can do that in your personal life um, and do things that, you know, you didn't think you'd want to do or that you would do, you know, that um, feel uncomfortable, but then try them and figure out how, you know, how they suit you in your own life as well. So um, now that I'm rambling, no, I, I'd probably just leave with 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 that and uh it's been a, a privilege to be part of the SIPA family and um yeah really excited about watching the future awesome thank you and absolutely i think when we started dreaming of SIBA, you know, we were also young and we say we were naive and ambitious um, and just like like everyone wanting to start out. So the things that you just, there's no ways you ever think you'd be able to do them. Um, and now, in, you know, now 20 years later, we see what we've created, but it's also around, like you say, it's around the community of people that come and engage. And you came out from the States um, and really helped us instrumentally to, to start up our trust and We've built an incredible sustainability and endowment that if it wasn't for individuals like yourself, we wouldn't be there. So it is, it's all about the different people who come together and who are inspired and, and give back and get involved and get on the ground and get their hands dirty. Um, and, and so, as you say, it's around building and growing those relationships and obviously delivering, you know, and making sure that you're doing something that is, um, you know, actually working in the end and producing the right results. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So lovely to have you in our studio and on this podcast um, and to have you back in South Africa. Thank you. So thank That's you. been wonderful. Really appreciate it. Awesome.